Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Serious Issues, a weekly podcast about comic books, except this time it's bi-weekly. Uh, we've got a little special guest going on today. Uh, my name is Levins. My name is Siobhan. And we are joined today by Matt Groom, who you may have heard uh, talking about Power Rangers on his podcast, uh, Ranger Danger. That's it. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I was going to... There's, there's other parts to... Uh, to we're not only talking <laughs> you about... You other po- strings to your bow. <laughs> I like to think so. Yeah. We probably will be spending slightly less time talking about Power Rangers, but that depends how much you guys rein me in. We'll see. Uh, I've got a lot of Power Rangers related questions. You, you've actually... I'm uh, ready. I'm very prepared. You've written a Power Rangers uh, story for a recent um, annual for the power, uh, that Boom, Boom sure Comics published. Did. Actually co-wrote that with my Ranger Danger co-host, Michael Basudel. Awesome. It was an eight-page story. Yeah, we, had, we had fun with that one. Um, and uh, you were... Uh, coming in to talk to us today because uh, you have written uh, your first self oh, sorry first big comic I guess coming out regular yeah. series that's coming out through Image uh, next month it's called Self Slash Made or just Self Made that's it Self Made yeah and, uh, December 5 and it's you're creating it with a uh, Brazilian artist mm-hmm. Eduardo Ferragato. Ferragato. I do yep. have, I was uh, like, my new best friend. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> a, mi- a mystical Brazilian artist. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no better find in the world than one of those. Yeah. We got super lucky finding Eduardo. Uh, and I got super lucky finding out that he's such a lovely dude. And we have a lot of the same cultural references. Uh, so when he said, oh, I want to make the cover of issue three like the cover of Doom. I'm like, oh, yeah. Go ahead. I know exactly what you mean. Do it. It's going to be great. And it was. <laughs> So, just quickly, um, I've, I've, Siobhan has read the first issue of, of Self Made. Oh, thank um, you. And uh, you are Sydney based, so um, that means that she's snapped you up for uh, a special King signing on, uh-huh. uh, is it December 6th? The December 6th, 5.30 uh, till 8. That's it. Um, I'm very excited to, to meet people and sign some comics. Uh, 403 George Street, Sydney, if you want to come along to King's Comics, get your first issue signed by yep. Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be like The Walking Dead. In yep. 10 years, it's going to be worth $900. So, so much dollars. Yep. Money. That, <laughs> I, I probably legally can't guarantee that, but let's all assume that'll be the case. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll sign not only the front cover, but also a guarantee that in 10 years' <laughs> yeah. time, the a issue will be worth contract $900. With every issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but tell us what Self Made is about. So Self Made is the story of a warrior named Amala, and she's tasked with defending her kingdom from invaders, essentially. But she's locked into that role, and she has bigger aspirations. She wants to do more, but she can't escape escape that role. But once things start to fall apart in the kingdom, she's given a chance to break out of that role and prove herself and 
show that she she could do more. But that sets her on a collision course with her creator, with her god. And Whoa. from there, things kind of uh, descend out of control. Unreal. Um, is this a like an on a, you know a, a, an ongoing as yet like? So the, we've got six issues that we're absolutely going to do. We have many plans for more. But if we do six, it's going to be a complete story. Like we move pretty rapidly through things. But our ideal is to keep going for quite a while. Awesome. And so to quickly, just make it a very easy sell to our listeners. Um, pick three comics that you would compare self-made to. <sighs> okay, this is hard because I have to talk around some stuff in the plot. But uh, I think we're certainly going for, like, the scale of Saga. Great. Uh, we're going for some of the specificity of science fiction of a Jonathan Hickman title, it maybe like East of West. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to actually move outside of comics because how I like to describe the series to people in terms of just the tone of it in the character relationships... It's like Toy Story meets Collateral. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Right, yeah, I know, right? That's what everybody's been asking for, and I'm happy to provide. Because uh, it really is a story about the creator and Amala and their relationship and how they change each other. So I really look to stories that are about two people who have very defined ideas about their destinies, but then they collide together, and it changes their sense of self and their sense of purpose. Uh, so in that way, mm. I think it's very much like both Toy Story and Collateral. That's great. Mm. Thank cool. you. I, I was like, oh, this could be a, a terrible question to ask, but you answered it very, very valiantly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so what was the, how did you, how did this all come about? Because you said you found Edward. Mm. What was that process like? Well, so as you guys mentioned, I do the podcast Ranger Danger, uh, which is about Power Rangers. We ended up interviewing Kyle Higgins, who writes the Power Rangers comic before the first issue came out. Uh, and he seemed to have a great time. He was like, oh, what I would like to do is do a issue-by-issue issue breakdown. So after every issue, we'll do, a, we'll do a, like a director's commentary, essentially. Cool. So we did that, and we really hit it off. And he started asking us about questions about Power Rangers, because we'd have like a Google chat. And then we started talking about story, because I work a lot with story in my day job at a creative agency. Uh, and yeah, it just became this like years-long rolling conversation about story. And at a certain point, he was like, oh, you, you're quite good at this, I think. Would you... Uh, like to try your hand at writing comics and I said yeah absolutely so he had me write a 22 page test script as a just like let me see what you can do and what I wrote aside from a few changes ended up being the first issue of self-made almost word for word and I forgot to mention that Carl Higgins is actually the editor of self-made he's the editor of the comic yeah he saw it and he was like oh actually do you mind if I edit this I really like it I'd like to walk around to some publishers and see who's interested Uh, and we were looking at a few different people for artists and Eduardo had actually done a little bit of work with Kyle because Kyle did an image series called Hadrian's Wall. Oh, man. We love like that, that series. It's very good. Like, I love... Eduardo or the Odd? No, that was uh, no, Rod, that, Rod Reyes. That was Rod Reyes. Yeah, yeah, but Rod that, the later issues of that were hitting when Rod got picked up for some pretty big Marvel work. So Eduardo actually ended up doing just a few fill-in pages, I think, right. okay, sure. on Hadrian's Wall. So that's how he uh, got on, on Kyle's radar. Cool. So he was one of the people suggested, and I saw his work, and immediately I was like, yeah, this is the guy. Uh, and then we had a Skype call to sort of gauge his interest, and he was super into it, and we were off to the races. Unreal. What yeah. a great, great kind of bunch of coincidences. It, look, honestly, I've been phenomenally lucky, and I am never, ever going to forget that. Well, what I love about it is that, you know, all of these opportunities come from you sharing your love of Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it is something like... Uh, I love the idea of me one day understanding Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, keep I, I would love to understand Power Rangers one day too. Let me know if you ever get there. <laughs> because I, I, I just think they look incredible. I love uh-huh. the costume designs, but especially the more recent Boom comics. Mm. The art 
teams that they have, and even just like the specials, um, you know, and, and the kind of like you know annuals. Every single story looks incredible. Oh yeah, the art teams, and they're often artists that I've not read much of mm-hmm. in the past. And uh, it just looks so fun and crazy. And then, then there's that insane event going on right now where it's like the multiverse of Power Rangers. Yeah, they're going big. Like, you can't fault them for scale. They're, they're really taking swings. I, I, I do have a, f- a soft spot for the, uh, the movie that was filmed in Australia that came out yes. in the mid-90s. Yes. Uh, and a massive fan of the Sega Mega Drive uh, uh, side-scroller game. I yep. think it was the same on SNES as well. Yep. Uh, but beyond that... Like I'll I'll pick up the I picked up Kyle's run on Power Rangers and just because it kind of follows a certain point in the TV series yeah, and continues from there I just I just never ever gained the the knowledge to understand what the fuck was going on in that series but I loved it I think <laughs> yeah I loved it but I didn't we're actually talking it. a little bit about this off air before yeah. we started but I think what Kyle did really cleverly was he decided to write Power Rangers not as it was, but how you remember it as an adult if you never actually go back and watch it. Right, right? sure. Like, it still has the bright colours and the giant robots and all of the crazy monsters, but you remember it being very, like, high drama and compelling and uh, sort of tightly plotted. And, of course, it's not. But <laughs> Kyle writes it as if it was, and it, it's fun to see it through that lens. Uh, like, have you got some advice for me for understanding Power Rangers more? Or is it just something that isn't necessarily for everybody and I should give up on my quest? Or should you just not try and understand it and just embrace it as it is? Oh, God, that's a, that's a loaded <laughs> question. I guess what I'd say is to understand the, the appeal of Power Rangers to me, you kind of have to understand the origins because it's actually a Japanese show that they cut about half of the episodes out and then refilmed some bits with American actors. And then the writing team in America had to try and figure out how to write a story around these scenes, which would be a hard enough challenge anyway mm. if it wasn't already a bananas Japanese children's television show. So if you're going to go back and appreciate the show now, I think it has to be through the lens of it's very strange and it's impressive that it came together at all. And you need to sort of... Yeah, look at it as a cultural artifact, I suppose, as as opposed to a a, a story for adults. Mm. Very, very good advice. I think I'm just going to read your comic. <laughs> <laughs> look, if you had to choose between going and watching Power Rangers or coming to Kings Comics and buying self-made one, I absolutely recommend the latter. So, I mean, you have had pretty good luck in terms of being an Australian creator. Do you feel yeah. like you have a... What is the experience of being an Australian creator in like a largely American industry been like for you? Well, I've had a lot of trouble remembering to take the U's out of words like colour. Yep. Um, that's been a real pain. That's, that's, the, that's the hardship <laughs> that, that, that you that's, open that's with. The, okay, that's sure. the big hurdle. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it's hard to say because I'm just getting started, right? Yep. Um, but I, the, the geographic distance is a huge thing. I went to America for the first time last year and I went to San Diego Comic Con and that is just a whole other thing. I uh, find the concept of it terrifying. It is terrifying. It's too many people. I was it was way too many people. Yeah, it's like the population of Sydney uh, in cosplay. Oh uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is and it's exactly like you imagine it in, in that regard. It's it's so crazy. Um, so it's it was great to go over there and meet people and sort of make connections and network as best I could, but that's not something that you can reliably do in Australia because it costs thousands of dollars to get to America. Mm-hmm. 
So I expect there's going to have to be some element of just letting the work speak for me. But I think there is like a growing community of Australian writers in particular. I mean, obviously, Tom Taylor has been crushing it for a decade now. So it's not like you can't be an Australian comics writer. But I think we're starting to see people say to come up, like Ryan Lindsay and Christopher yeah. Bo- um, Christoph Bo- Christoph Bo- Bo- Bojax. Bojax. Thank Bojax. you. You, you saved me there. I really he listened. He that. listened. Sorry, Christoph. We all, we all <laughs> fucked up. I, I apologize. Uh, yeah, I think it, it's happening, and I don't know if it's just yeah. something in the water, but I feel like we're, we're starting to make headway. Now, obviously, artists, obviously, like Nicola Scott has just been a titan of the industry for a long time, so I don't think there's any, there, any problem there, but maybe a little harder for writers, but we'll see. Yeah, and I've heard both Nicola and, and Tom Taylor in, in interviews to talk about the, the difficulty of distance. I remember Tom especially talking about like sometimes he just needs to remind the people that he write, writes for that he exists. Yes, absolutely. He's, you know, because he's on the other side of the world. And yeah. Nicola, like, I mean, it was, I think it was a very different thing when Nicola first started, but she basically was like, this is like, I'm sleeping in my car so that I can pay to go to every single convention in America. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Stuff like that. Yeah, it, like, it's, it's a big cost. Mm. I'm looking going to some conventions again next year and, I expect that's where all of whatever money I make from self-made will be going. But you kind of have to do it to, to try and make headway in the, in the market. Absolutely. What, what would you like to see change in the Australian comics industry now that there is like this kind of growing interest? Um, again, it's tough having sort of really just recently dipped my toes in, but it would be good for us to be able to get together collectively. And I, I know that there's already been some headway made in, in that regard. And I, I think the other Australian writers are a little bit more of a collective and they tend to support each other. But I think any way we can do that more will be better because I don't think there needs to be any sort of competition. I think there's plenty of writing jobs. I mean, look how many comics are on the sands uh, and Australians can be represented there a lot more than they currently are. And I think collectively we can, we can push for that. For us, it's like this weird, uh, it's not elitism, but we often, I, I get, not shamed, but I get made to feel guilty that we don't, don't, we're not out there like trying to find independent Australian creators as much as we are just, you know, the books that we find on the stands at Kings. And I'm sure you sure. cop it even harder oh my God. as Constantly. a retailer, Siobhan. Um, Constantly. There, there is this uh, kind of funny idea that we're supposed, uh, we should be supporting Australian, Australian produced stuff like at a, at a loss to ourselves as a business, which I always find uh, very, Strange. Very, <laughs> yeah. very irritating and frustrating. Um, but but definitely I've noticed that some of the people who are writing now who are coming up are more, um, maybe a little bit more business-minded. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like a bit more willing to actually approach, understand retailer I, concerns, stuff like I think like you that. have to. You absolutely yeah. have to. Like, the, I think my first sort of port of call, I think, when after Self-Made was greenlit, I knew I had to better understand the landscape and... I end up listening to a lot of interviews with, with retailers and realizing just how hard it is to make ends meet as a retailer. Yes. I think if you get your head across that, you're probably less likely to make demands about how they should be treating you yeah. and more grateful that they're putting your thing on the shelves at all. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'd, I'd certainly caution some humility in any Australian creators coming up and say that, just, just be happy that you're making any any ground, any headway that you are. And also, I'm so boring. I'm such a broken record. But also support support your local comic retailer. Oh, yeah. And your local comic retailer will support you. Absolutely. You have been a customer at Kings for many years. I sure I'm have. extremely excited to have you coming in and doing a signing because that's like the coolest shit for us. Oh, it's cool for me. You know, I 
I have been coming to Kings of God. It must be 10 years now. Yeah, you have an old uh, standing order number. I sure do. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, He's been and here for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot to me. And I think a store like Kings that has endured for that whole time through mm. like you know, all sorts of ups and downs in the industry. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's become a bit of an icon in Australia. So, it's, you know, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's, it's a big deal to be here, and I appreciate it. Oh, thanks, man. So, I know this is uh, stupid to ask, even though, um, you know, when, when you're, you know, when Self Made hasn't even had its first issue released yet, yeah. but have you got any other projects that, like, has, has this, like, ignited a spark in you that you now... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I never want to stop. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's very difficult uh, and very hard, but I never, ever want to stop doing it. Because, um, actually, I realise, sorry, we should start this question by asking, before Kyle asked you to submit... Yeah. certain things had you been doing writing with with mike before or yeah not not with michael about 10 years or so ago i did a workshop with colleen doran that wow. was like a, yeah it was very cool who's that i'm cool. done colleen doran she's just like a she's an old school comics lady what's yeah, she done uh she did I, I, she was very involved in a lot of neil gaiman sandman run uh she's done some work with warren ellis okay she's done like a big run on her own creator and stuff sweet mm-hmm. she's she's very cool um, so it, it was very good to sort of like learn from her, but I also realized in doing that, that I had a, a long way to go. Uh, and I think that's where I really started trying to understand story from a mechanical level. And that meant doing a lot of reading and looking at the works of like Chris, Christopher Vogler and even Dan Harmon now speaks a lot about story. Like there's mm-hmm. so many places you can go to learn. And I ended up applying that a lot to my day job at For the People, which is a creative agency I work at. Uh, and sort of applying storytelling principles to messaging and communicating for brands. And because I had all that going on in my head, I was thinking about story a lot anyway. So when the opportunity came up, I felt like I was pretty primed to take a crack. That is the least cynical I've ever heard someone describe a job as a creative. (laughs) 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 I've been fortunate. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. 
Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Enough to be able to make my job at For the People what I want it to be. And that comes with working in a pretty special place. That's not yeah, something no, you can do Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, not all agencies are like that. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. 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 Um, go for it, Siobhan. Uh, I was just going to say, I'd like to hear either your top five comics right now or all time. You can choose. Or both. <sighs> a combo. That's a good question. All right, That's a, a, a combo. <laughs> I have been loving Shanghai Red, the mm. new series. Just finished. Just finished. Breaks my heart. We're gonna re- we're gonna review it when we when we uh, as soon as we uh, stop talking to you, we're gonna do this week's episode and uh, we're gonna review that fifth fifth issue. I'll have to run out because I haven't read issue five yet. It's in my standing order pile. Uh, but no, really, I really satisfying. I've loved that series, and I think that's the people say fairly sometimes that there's a lot of image series on the shelves. But if it means that we get stuff like Shanghai Red, then. I, they need to keep going because I could not live without that series. Because we tend to read almost everything that comes out, certainly all the first issues, um, I've read a lot of Christopher Sabella, who yes. wrote Shanghai Red Comics, and never really connected with them yeah. until this. This is like, this is, and this just feels like, yeah, like the, the first comic I've read by him that I'm just like, yep, this is, this is a very, very good comic. It mm. felt like he hit a tone that is just so... Because I've heard people so, compare Shanghai Red to like an Ed Brubaker sort of feel... And, like, I get it, but there's also this big, like, humanist streak in it. It's such a personal, emotional story. And it, yeah, beautiful. And it's also, like, it's, I, I feel like almost, almost even more than an Ed Brubaker story, it feels, like, really, like, violent and hopeless. Yes. That's the feeling that I got from it. Like, very, like, gritty and real and, like... Yeah, but not cynical either. No, it's no, like, no, no. It, it's, it is very dark, but it, it never loses sight of... of the importance of, of still trying to be a person and retain identity. So. And, yeah. and vengeance. And also, yeah, just drive in general. Mm. Like Absolutely. Sort of main characters, yeah. So good. I also really like, uh, I feel like, I feel bad after saying that I didn't like anything by Sabella until this, but I also, immediately, like a week after that, he put out, is it called Grounded or something? Um, the one where you can uh, pay, you, it's like a Patreon for killing people. Oh, Crowded. Crowded. Oh, I've heard about that. No, yeah, I, I really like that one a lot. I right. that one too. That's yeah, very different. Gonna be picked up for TV. Definitely going to get yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, such a good point. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. Instantly. Yep. Great high concept. Mm. Uh, I've never read Nancy Drew as a kid, but I started reading Kelly Thompson's Nancy Drew comics. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm all about this. It's great. I love a good mystery. Uh, Kelly Thompson, um, of course, uh, wrote the Pink Ranger miniseries. Which I love. For Boom. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Where she was in Paris for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, who cares? Well, I mean, that book actually started with Kelly and then Tini Howard took it over. Oh, so, right. like, if you're looking for creators who are really going to pop, yeah. I guess go yeah. back and read all Power did you, Rangers did you read, Yeah, Tini Howard's great. Did you read, did you read Assassinistas? No, but that, I want to. That's good it's stuff. Cool as hell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm digging uh, Mark Wade's Doctor Strange run, um, just as, like, a new take on Doctor Strange, because I've always had trouble connecting with it, mm. but taking him way out of his element has been really doing it for me. Yeah, I dropped that after the first issue because I was like, why is this being narrated by someone as heavily as it is? And then <laughs> I got told, hey, Levin's five issues and it's revealed who is the narrator and it's really satisfying. So I caught up on that and it was. Yeah. Very glad it was. Turns out that Mark Wade knows what he's doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's making um, Archie characters uh, war heroes. <laughs> Although lots of people enjoy that. I got an angry email telling me oh, it's really? actually great. Okay. <laughs> but that's my favourite kind of email to get someone telling oh, me yeah. I'm wrong. For sure. Uh, and let's see. Oh, there's a, a boom series called By Night, which I've been quite enjoying. The new one by oh, uh, Giant John Days. Yeah. It's, 
Uh, yeah, I, I like the tone of it. It's very he fun. He is a delight. Oh, yeah? John Allison. You could like so much of um, his original comic series, like Bad Machinery and stuff, is still online. And I was obsessed with it in high school. I have to go so back because like, I think this is the first time I've read his stuff. And is he, is he Scary Go Round? Is that his Scary Go Round, yeah. Right, yeah. I remember that one, yeah. Scary Go Round turned into Bad Machinery, turned into ah, cool. By Night, I think. There you go. Yeah, right. Sweet. So that's four. One more. One more. All right. Not, not to suck up. But, and this is throwing back a little bit, but if you haven't read Hadrian's Wall by Kyle Higgins, do it. It absolutely is I, a I great I had the, the good fortune to sort of be speaking to Kyle as he was developing and scripting the series. And that dude poured a lot of his soul into that book, and it shows. I, I think it's, it's one of his best it's, works. It's a murder mystery set in space that had the awesome oh. uh, opportunity to come out at the same time as uh, Matt, K- Matt and Charlene Kent's Depth, or Department H, which is a murder mystery set uh-huh. in the depths of the sea. And it was so great. Like, some weeks they, you got them at the same time, and it was so great having these, like, very different stories in tone, in artwork, in everything, but with that same kind of fun spin on an old concept. Yeah, a weird yeah. pinnacle of a very niche genre. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, that, that was a great miniseries that I, I hope I, I would love to see another another re- return to that world. Absolutely. I, yeah, my hope is that it does really well in trade because it, it deserves you. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really special comic. So, I really enjoyed So that. now you have the very simple question of answering what are your favorite of all time? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any all time? Boy. I see, see, the thing is, I, it really changes year to year. Yeah, yeah me too. I mean, I, you know, there's classics. I'm never going to not want to go back and read Why the Last Man. Yep. In, and I, I have a sentimental attachment to Grant Morrison's Justice League, which is great because it's that's great. That's not even sentimental. It's great. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it works out really well when you, at a young age you read something and you imprint on it and you're back and you're like, oh, no, this is great. I had great taste. Thank <laughs> God. This is good. I mean, the crazy thing about that is that I kept getting the trades after Grant Morrison left and I was like, no, is this even going to be good? And then you're like, oh, wait, the Joe Kelly stuff is maybe, it's maybe even better. It's so good. There's so much great stuff in that run. And like it, Mark Wade chipped in yeah, a bit. Yeah, Tower Mark Miller. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. That's so a, good. That's a crazy run of comic books. It's very Best good. Best era of DC Comics. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I miss books like DMZ. Mm. It's the a book that I would never write or be able to write. <laughs> Because of the just bizarre tone and pacing of it, but I that's that's a book that I got like I, every time the trade came out, I'd be in the door here at Kings to pick it up because I, I just I loved it. That's a black hole in my in my reading. Same. Backlog. I've never read it, but I've, I've been it's told worth doing. Too many a, time. a lot of it. Brian Wood's most beloved series. Mm. Yeah, 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 absolutely, and, and rightly so. I think. Uh, let's see what else of all time. Such a that's such a big I know. They're just just what are some comics you're fond of? Because I'm like you, I, I I think it's on one hand it's like you read some things and you're like you know what this makes the list. This is my favorite yeah. thing, new th- like, you know this new thing I just finished or like, you know this classic that everyone told me to read that I'm finally reading. This definitely makes the list. But then you also have the flip of that where you're like everyone else says that comic's their favorite. I don't want it to be my favorite. <laughs> exactly. <anymore. laughs> it's tough when some comics are just objectively good. And yeah, you don't yeah. want to sound like a hack, but like yeah, Why the Last Man is great. Everyone yep. loves it because it's great. Um, yeah. I loved I Kill Giants. That's that's the one that, like, maybe the first comic that made me cry. Everyone cries when they read it. You can't help. It's just it's too good. We did it for Queens of Kings, and literally everyone just sat around crying. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Really have you, have you seen the movie? No. No. But I heard yeah. it was good. Have you? Oh, no, no, I've not seen it. I, I, I need to. Because I love that comic so much, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then 
you know, I, I do love superheroes. That, that Mark Wade flash stuff is just... Mm, yeah. It's just... It's, it's the best. Yeah, it ties into what you were saying earlier about the best era of DC. Yep. Yeah. Is a, was it it's like late 90s, early 2000s? My yeah. favourite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and and I don't know if it's quite the same era, but Gotham Central is just... Yes. Good. Very, very, oh, very good. I feel so bad for anyone who comes into any Batman-related books after that, because you're going to be chasing that high for, the, for a generation. Absolutely. <laughs> Crazy work. Uh, and especially, I feel even worse for anyone that uh, has to make a TV series that references that without being anywhere near as good at it. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, you think you have any particular show <laughs> that, <laughs> that has half of the name? CSI Miami. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it came so close to being Gotham Central. They seem to have fans, though. That show seems to do well, doesn't it? CSI Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it had a good long run. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, self made. Um, we, we are going to get it in uh, just, just over a month's time. Yeah. Um, and you're on, you've got the first six issues down. Yep, that's right. We've completely finished four. Uh, Eduardo's writing, f- uh, sorry, drawing five and I'm writing six. So we're, we're pretty deep into it now. And can I just say that is my number one uh, recommendation for anyone doing a local comic book. Um, oh, yeah. Get four issues in the can before you even approach anyone to sell it because lack of momentum kills local series. Absolutely. And Just that's something them. that came out of like listening to interviews with retailers and yeah. stuff. Like knowing how much bad scheduling can screw things over is yeah, I don't want to put anyone in that position. So where and Eduardo's a beast. He he is fast. And so he's good. He's so good. Oh my god. I mean I try not to, to gush about Eduardo every time I, I, you I should. Get it, but actually, <laughs> he's so good, you guys. I mean we've got a trailer on our website which is selfmadecomic.com, which is all his art. Uh, and it's just check it out. It's gorgeous. He's he's real good. I think he's going to be going places. That boy. <laughs> well, to, to, to try and like just tie tie your, your leg around his leg. Oh yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> come come on with you, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I'm ab- either tie me to him or just sort of tie him to somewhere where no one else can find him, <laughs> and cut him off from the rest of the world. Like um ah, was a movie with the bre- leg breaking. 24, 27 hours or something? 127 no, hours? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Misery, misery. Oh, misery, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to trap Eduardo in the desert and make yeah, him cut get, off his leg. No, get in a box with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be very happy to draw my comics after that. <laughs> um, are you uh, excited at the prospect of seeing um, people dressed as the characters you guys have created? Oh, God, yeah. If that, if that happens, I will be pretty stoked. Because uh, we haven't talked about the visual kind of design of, of the overall book. Is there one, like... Yeah, I mean, the trick of self-made is we move between worlds of fantasy to worlds of sort of traditional science fiction to some a blend of the two, I guess I'd say. So Eduardo has to change his style every single issue, and he does that incredibly well. And the fact that he can create worlds that feel lived in and whole and specific just for one issue, and then we're off and we're out to the next thing. It's a real talent. Does that mean that you change your style, writing style for each issue as you do these different worlds? Or a different little genre bit. as well? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm lucky enough that we've got a pretty great working relationship, Eduardo and I. So how it generally works is I'll write a pretty detailed script, but then I'll tell him, like, this is your world. You do what you need to. And he'll often change panels or he'll change page order. And what, he'll do outlines that way. And then I'll go back and I'll re-script the whole thing. Um, cool. Which helps us find a different tone for every issue, I think. Which oh, is, that's a really cool way to work. It's fun. I really love it. It's hard work, but it's good. Awesome. Well, man, I look forward to uh, to picking up the first issue. Thank you so much. Um, Shimon, uh, Shimon already has the first four, which he's ha, not sharing ha, with ha, me. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, but if you'd like to get the first issue, I'd very much like you to come into the signing on the 6th of December. You're a Kings at 5.30. And yep. I, 
403 George Street. Just opposite Dimmick's. That's um, the one. Are there any other like random comics that if someone brings along, you'll sign? Oh, I'll sign anything. I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Merciless. Uh, well, I will say that on the very same day, uh, self-made editor Kyle Higgins has a Power Rangers graphic novel ah. out called Soul of the Dragon, uh, which is basically an old man Green Ranger story that oh. I've seen a lot of and it's pretty cool. So uh, if you want me to sign that, just to piss him off a little bit, I'll do it. <laughs> Happily. How's your Kyle Higgins uh, signature like impersonation? I can practice about a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah I can get it down. Yeah. <laughs> we reckon that would be a good one for a, for a relatively new Power Rangers reader like me. Uh, is, it, w- is it like the Mega Drive game? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's like the Mega Drive game. Uh, it's very self-contained, I'll, I'll, I'll say. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, it builds a lot on the history of the show, but it's a, it's a very self-contained story far removed from the rest of mythology so yeah yeah it might be a great great entry, entry okay, point cool i really want to like it yeah of well course, yeah of, of course uh, you can uh, you can listen to uh, matt and michael uh, every is it week on range of danger more than every week wow yeah. wow yeah how much power is there to talk about well Do you guys go what, back and watch the whole thing yeah so we talk about it? we started at the start and we've also been doing the recent ones and it hasn't stopped in the past 25 years uh and for a while they're doing like 50 episodes a year so we've done five years and 400 hours, and we're about a quarter of the way through Power Rangers. Wow. Oh, my good so God. It's a, a, a big hill to climb, and we're nowhere near the summit. Have you got a favorite era of it? Is it the one that you grew up with, or is it a different one? Uh, I think the, the first seasons, the classic stuff, has a lot of nostalgic value for me. Uh, but also there's a couple of hundred, literally, episodes of it. And it's a slog, so I have I have mixed yeah. feelings. A love hate relationship, I guess I'd say. Yeah. The only thing I really remember about Power Rangers is the like fight. It's the shampoo the song "Uh Oh, We're in Trouble" from the night. <laughs> that was like the main the main song of the credits oh, yeah. of the movie. <laughs> uh oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> but also <Deep> just <laughs> also just the just the explosions. Yeah. Just the explosions are so like. I feel like I have weird sense memory of them. You know what I mean? They almost give me like ASMR. Oh, just like, sparks and smoke yeah. machines. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Particularly everything so brought over from Japan was like created in a lab to hit the pleasure center of a child's brain. Yeah, true. It's like bright colors and big explosions of giant robots and crazy monsters. Yeah. So good. Well, not, what's not to love? Have you, have you dis- discussed the more recent movie? Uh, yeah, in, in we did color. a review of that. What um, do you think? It was... Probably too good. (laughs) 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 Disagree. (laughs) Uh, But but what I mean is I think they... And I understand the the instinct to sort of put a lot of work into the the character stuff, but lost all of the weird insanity of the franchise. The reasons that people like it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think if you're doing Power Rangers without the stuff that's bananas and frankly really hard to rationalize to Western audiences, you're missing a lot of it. And again, I think that's where Kyle did... Really well. Like, you still get Ritter Repulsor, and she's a crazy space, w- space witch. And none of it's toned down, but also it's, it's taken seriously. And I think that's the, that's the sweet spot. Cool. Pretty good uh, cow cum joke at the start of the movie, though. Oh, yeah. If, if, if that's what you're into, what? you'll, you'll be one, well it's, served it's, by it's the It's one of the best I've ever seen in a movie, I have to admit. <laughs> it cracks oh. the top five. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Although, who could say a couple of years from now, I may have heard better cow cum jokes. That's that right. You don't want to say weird. anything definitive yeah, yeah, at this exactly. point. Exactly. <laughs> Well, you look Matt, like a real fool. You can uh, listen to Matt uh, a couple times each week uh, talking uh, about Power Rangers on the Range of Danger podcast. And of course, make sure you pick up Self Made wherever you are in the world. But if you are in Sydney, December 6th, King's Comics, come and get it signed. Um, I look forward to reading it. 
Thank you. And thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thank yeah, you so much man. for having me. It's been great. Um, and I hope um, after the book comes out, the first thing that comes up when you Google Matt Groom won't be grooming Matt for dogs. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I've never Googled myself. Oh, God, that's a real bum and no end the podcast on. But that's fine. I guess I have some work to but, do. Like, think, think about how much better it's going to be like a month from now. When yeah, I guess it can't get much worse, right? <laughs> need to hire an SEO guy or something. Oh. All right. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. Look, if you Google Mac Room Comics, it's fine. Good. 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 All right. That, that's that's some some small bit of re- redemptive information. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.